Welcome back to another episode of the Game Over Podcast brought to you by the good people over at the Bangin' and Clangin' Podcast, which is also me. This is your host, Crossbones. Now, uh, if you watched the game yesterday, how about them Cowboys? Just as I predicted, and as a lot of people also predicted, the Cowboys going, we're going to win that game. They're a much better team. Buccaneers back to the playoffs with a nine, with an eight nine record, so they had a losing record going in. The NFC South was atrocious, atrocious all year. It was awful, awful from top to bottom. Um, Dallas playing in what is the hardest division, which is the NFC East. That bears out because the uh, they're out of the four teams remaining in the. NFC side, three of those teams are from the NFC West. You got the Giants, you got the Dallas Cowboys, and you got the Eagles. Now, uh, my main takeaway from that game, or the biggest play, the Cowboys dominated. Okay, that that was from uh, that they just did. They were just they were able to do pretty much uh, what they wanted, and uh, in the latter stages of the game, they started to work on stuff for uh, for the next game. Uh, evident by when they were up huge in their own side of the field in the fourth quarter. Dak Prescott play action deep for the newly acquired T.Y. Hilton, uh, who has been uh, out of football. But they're trying to get some chemistry, get some rapport before they have to uh, play their next game against the San Francisco 49ers, which is a completely different animal than what they faced in Tampa Bay. Uh, Cowboys shot to win the whole thing is... Very, very slim, but it's possible. I mean, there is definitely a chance the Cowboys can get in there and uh, win that, win the uh, win the NFC. But it's going to take some, uh, going to take some doing. Um, there were a couple things that Dak did yesterday that were showing that they're heading in the right direction. Dak getting outside the pocket and running the ball—that is something that he has needed to do. You know, to go back and show that that dual threat ability. Um, also, um, his precision passing, which you know, uh, the big knock on him as of late has been his interceptions, but he cleaned that up yesterday against a Tampa Bay defense that their Tampa Bay's offense has struggled. That is still uh, one of the elite defenses in the NFL, and he looked he looked pretty good. Now uh, facing San Francisco, also an elite defense, so. We're going to see where that lies. All right, so we do have some other games coming up for next week's division round, but we'll get to that. Uh, what I wanted to talk to, like I promised, was the workout stuff. Now, um, my team, the LA Chargers, are headed into their offseason. And uh, I get a lot of questions at Crossfield. What do these athletes do um, in their offseasons to uh, get ready for the next season? As in, my Chargers are probably going to start that immediately, ASAP, because they they are out of the playoffs. Uh, so, one of the big things that has come into the the realm of athletic training is CrossFit. Now, CrossFit does get a lot of uh, bad pub because, you know, um, you see some things that are contrary to the uh, the usual workout stuff, you know. Really strict form, uh, depth, uh, speed of the reps, 
that sort of thing. But for athletics, uh, doing things like that kind of plays more into uh, what you're actually doing on the field. Because, you know, on the field, everything's going to be, nothing's going to be perfect. You're not going to be lying down, pressing something straight up or pulling or curling something. So um, those lifts are usually more athletic. Uh, they're, they're, they're kind of focused more on intensity. And uh, for the purposes of training to get ready for an NFL season, uh, that is that is what you would need to do. You would need to uh, be be more intense. Now, um, the offseason is kind of broken up into two sections. Like you have your beginning section where you're, you're literally if you're the closer you are to the ball in football, the stronger you have to be. The closer you are to the line of scrimmage. So, offensive linemen, defensive linemen, tailbacks, running backs, linebackers. Uh, usually have to spend uh, more time working on their strength, getting stronger than the, the people who are further away from the, the ball, like the wide receivers, safeties, corners, um, quarterbacks, um, for the most part, um, do, do not have to lift as hard um, because their their bodies aren't going to be under the same pressures as those people who are closer to the ball. Like, uh, uh, And here's some examples, like Joey Bosa for the LA Chargers, big-time defensive end. He has been uh, in the weight room probably since he was 12. Same thing with his brother, Nick Bosa, who plays for the uh, 49ers. Also, huge weight room guys. Um, another guy I'm going to put on that list, a uh, heck of a player, Aaron Donald. Probably one of the hardest uh, training people. If you ever get a chance to watch Aaron train, he, his his training is more, I was going to say, bodybuilder-like, where you know he's doing curls and he's doing lat pull-downs. He's doing stuff like that in addition to his agility and his football training, uh, which is more along the lines of what what I how I train. So I, when I look at his, I was like, oh, I, I completely get that. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of athletes though do not do the traditional fitness route with their uh, with their training. A lot of them, like I would say this, a lot of them just play basketball or just go run or just things like that. Because as you, as an athlete, as your body changes, as you, if you gain weight too quickly, it's going to put a lot of stress on your joints and your, your tendons and things like that. Um, so you kind of have to build, adjust, build, adjust, build, adjust, because your body's going to, as your body changes, you're going to have to be able to, to, to still keep the same maneuverability, same, keep, keep the same agility, because that's why you're in the league. You're not in the league to to bench press a thousand pounds you're in the league because you're you're fast or you can jump or or your your speed so you do not want to ever sacrifice those things for strength um and those things usually have to uh coincide with each other as you work um on the outside outside of the uh outside the line of scrimmage as you get further away from the ball some good uh some good examples of, of training, I would say, or would be like somebody like uh, back in the day, Terrell Owens. Terrell Owens was one of the hardest training athletes that I, I've ever seen. I've worked out with him a couple times. He he was he was a big believer in resistance bands. Uh, he always thought it was easier on his body um, as the from the pounding of uh, of normal things like like dumbbells and 
and uh, benches and uh, deadlifts and squats. So he wasn't a big one of those guys. He was a more, but he was just a freakish athlete. I'm going to tell you this too. Most of those guys who were in the NFL, freakish athletes, that would be there regardless if they trained or not. But the offseason for them, a lot of it is more about preserving their bodies and also getting enough rest. And also along that is diet and nutrition. Now, um, a lot of these, the top tier ones like Brady, super strict on nutrition. And that's one of the reasons why he has been able to play for so long is because his nutrition, the TB12 method and uh, pliability, flexibility, inflammation reduction um, has done so well for uh, well for, for Tom Brady. It didn't did help him a lot last night, though, because uh, he his offensive line is not not uh, where it is to be. But I digress to uh, to that. That yeah, nutrition is huge, even more so than the uh, than the weight. There was a player on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Speaking of the Buccaneers, uh, Leonard Fournette, uh, running back number seven. This guy has carried the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the past two seasons. Uh, Bell Cow running back, 20, 30 carries a game, 20 to 30 carries a game, catching the ball four to five, six, seven times a game. Um, just an absolute monster. But this past offseason, he ballooned up to 270, 270 pounds uh, at a, from a playing weight of 230. And he had to spend his entire spring training, summer training, uh, getting that weight back down to uh, to his playing weight. Now that might not seem like a like a big deal. Like, oh, he's got to lose weight. But in that process of losing weight, in that process of losing weight, you're going to lose muscle. You're going to lose energy. You're going to lose all these things because to lose weight, you have to deplete your body of calories. You got to burn more than you take in. Um, and to do that over a short period of time. You're going to lose muscle. And that was very, very evident in his play this year because he was nowhere near the the running back that he had been uh, previously in the previous two years. And it showed up uh, not only during the uh, during the playoffs, but also they had a rookie uh, running back. uh, His last name is White, who came in. He played the majority of snaps yesterday. um, Who's kind of supplanted uh, Leonard Fournette as the the top running back for Tampa Bay. Neither one of them were, were that effective last night, but he was the better one. Um, okay, so that is it for today's episode. Uh, later on in this week, we are going to get into the first round of games, which are Saturday. So Saturday is a big day. Big day. We have the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. And then uh, for the nightcap, we have the number one seeded Philadelphia Eagles versus the New York Giants. Two great games uh, to start off the divisional week. And uh, we will get to those later this week. This has been Crossbones, this episode of the Game Over Podcast brought to you by the Banging and Clanging Podcast. <laughs>